everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now it's time to say hello to our newest premium members. First of all, hi to Bubba and Benny from Utah who love listening every night before bed. Rose and Zavia from New York City. Charlie and Evie from Silver Spring, Maryland, who bought their premium subscription by Grandpa. So thank you very much, Grandpa. Jordan from Oregon. And lastly, Katie and her little sister Ruth from New Jersey. Hi, guys. Grown-ups, did you know that the Peregrine Falcon can fly 200 miles an hour? Or the camels can survive two weeks without drinking water? Looking for a screen break for the kids in your life this holiday season? Take a trip to the far reaches of the globe with Flip and Mosey's guide on how to be an earthling and watch their eyes fill with wonder. There is so much to discover about the world and the amazing animals who inhabit it. Who better to show you a new perspective on the world than travel blogging aliens? Flip and Mosey are exploring Earth and meeting animals from all around the world. One of my favorite animals from last season was the Paradise Tree Snake. This holiday, taking an adventure, is as simple as pressing play on an episode of Flip and Mosey's Guide to How to Be an Earthling. Listen to new episodes of How to Be an Earthling on Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. It can be pretty tough to find a holiday gift that will keep your child excited long after the day they open it. With a KiwiCo subscription, you're giving so much more than a toy. They'll get a season of discovery and experiences delivered straight to their door. Each box is kid-approved by a crew of kid testers to ensure they're age-appropriate and seriously fun. My son received his robots encoding pack last week, and he loves it. He's literally spent hours programming the robots, solving the puzzles, and learning about the mechanics of it all. Cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with new projects every month. They'll explore new worlds and rediscover familiar ones, even without leaving home. From discovering the science of magic to engineering a domino machine and more. Give awesome this holiday season with KiwiCo. Get your first month of any crate line free at kiwico.com slash short stories. That's your first month free at k-i-w-i-c-o dot com slash short stories. And now it's time for today's story request. Hi Lucy, I would like a story about a boy who is sucked in a painting and can only get out of it by learning to fly a unicorn, make a perfect 360 shot, and work in a homeless shelter. Once upon a time, there was a boy who went to visit a friend. The two friends lived on either side of a small park, and it was an easy walk across the park for the boy to get where he was going. Before he had left, however, his mom had told him quite plainly to make sure he was home in time for his dinner. Always polite, the boy assured his mom that that was exactly what he was going to do. The boy and his friend enjoyed a great time playing games, but as is always the way, the time flew by. 
the boy decided at last that it was time for him to go home. After all, he had promised that he would be back in time for dinner. But this time, instead of cutting across the park, the boy decided to walk around it, following the circle of trees that lined the way. Halfway round, he spotted something he'd never seen before. On the wall of a building on the opposite side of the street, it was a mural. He was quite sure it hadn't been there yesterday, but there it was now. Somebody had painted it to fill an entire wall, and it looked like a strange land with colorful skies, mountain peaks, vast forests, and a flowering river. The boy was fascinated by the painting and couldn't help but cross the street for a closer look. There was what looked like a city with an impossibly tall castle and the shape of two moons could just be made out in the sky. The boy thought it was wonderful, so wonderful that he raised his hand to touch the painted surface. And as he did so, he accidentally fell inside. He was lying on the grass. Carefully, he picked himself up, looking backwards as he did so. There was no street or park behind him, just rolling hills. And when he looked forward, he saw the image from the painting. Except now, it was all real, from the tall castle to the two moons. Welcome, said a gleeful voice beside him. The boy looked down to see a tiny blue imp rubbing his hands together. Where am I? asked the boy. You're in my painting, chuckled the imp. Oh, I, I really can't be, said the boy. I promised my mom I would be home in time for dinner. Ha ha, laughed the imp. No chance of that. Unless you can complete my three tasks, you'll be staying here forever. Forever? The boy gasped. But what about my dinner? Tough luck, danced the imp with a wicked smile across his face. The boy realized he was stuck. There was no choice but to play the imp's game. Okay, said the boy. What's the first task? Hmm, you're keen, giggled the imp. Very well, let's get started. The sooner this is over, the sooner you'll be trapped with me in my painting. The imp led the boy down the grassy slope towards the river, where a herd of unicorns grazed. The boy had never seen a unicorn before, let alone a herd, and for a moment, he forgot all about his problems as he watched them. Your first task, said the imp, is to learn to fly one of these. The boy looked at the gathered unicorns with a frown. But these unicorns don't have wings, he said. Not my problem, said the imp. Off you go. The boy had no option but to play along. Leaving the imp to watch, the boy walked up to the herd and the nearest unicorn. Um, hi, said the boy nervously. Please can you help me? The unicorn looked up and met the boy's gaze. Hello, boy. What is it that you need help with? Asked the unicorn curiously. I need to learn how to fly one of you, said the boy, so I can get home for my dinner. <laughs> Impossible, laughed the unicorn. Unicorns don't fly. Oh, 
said the boy glumly. I've read stories where some unicorns have wings. <laughs> How inventive, said the unicorn, sounding interested. What's he saying? asked the next nearest unicorn. Unicorns with wings? repeated another. Oh, how exciting! Soon, the whole herd were abuzz with the talk of flying unicorns. Oh, tell us more about these stories, requested the first unicorn. And so the boy began to share the stories he had read and the films he had watched. And as he spoke, something amazing began to happen. The unicorns all began to shimmer and sparkle, and wings began to grow from their backs. How, how is this happening? asked the boy with a delighted grin. The original unicorn laughed and flexed her new wings. You're in a painting, a place of the imagination. All kinds of things are possible here if you can imagine it. And you've helped us to imagine something we've never thought of before, wings. Could I just imagine myself home in time for dinner? asked the boy, hopefully. No, not you. You're not part of the painting. But don't despair, said the unicorn. Climb on my back and we'll learn to fly together. And so that's what the boy did. Soon the winged unicorns were swooping and gliding across the valley. And as far away as the forest, delighting in their wondrous new wings. By the time the boy's feet touched the ground, the imp was hopping about with rage. Bah! he yelled. You may have solved that task, but you'll not solve the next. The imp marched off towards the forest, and despite his small size, the boy found himself struggling to keep up. Within the forest, they came to a place where the trees had been cleared and enormous rocky slabs had been laid to create a basketball court. But this basketball court was much bigger than any the boy had seen before. Here, the hoop was three times the distance from the ground. Two giants were playing one-on-one -on -one with an ordinary-sized basketball, using just one finger to bounce the ball. Your second task said the imp, is to score a perfect 360 shot against these two. The boy looked in horror at the size of the giants. But, but they're huge, and the net is way too high, he said. Not my problem, said the imp. Off you go. The boy had no option but to play along. Leaving the imp to watch, the boy walked onto the court. Um, hi said the boy nervously. Please, can you help me? The giants looked down at the tiny human. Hello, boy. What do you need help with? Asked the hairiest giant. I need to try and score a perfect 360 shot against you two, said the boy, so I can go home for my dinner. <laughs> Impossible, laughed the second giant who had a large bone through his nose. We're far too big for you to beat us, but you're welcome to try. And so the boy was tossed the basketball. The giants were indeed big, so big that they blocked his view of the net. He began to dribble the ball forward, but there was little hope of him succeeding. Even if he got past the giants, 
he would never be able to throw the ball high enough to reach the basket. If he was part of the painting, he could use his imagination to make the perfect shot. But he wasn't. But he realized the giants were. The giants closed in on him, spreading their gigantic hands wide. The boy needed to act. Hey, giants, here's a ridiculous thought that will make you laugh. Try to imagine me bouncing the ball hard, leaping into the air, spinning completely around once, catching the ball, and shooting it into the net. Ho, 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 laughed the giants as they imagined it. Then imagine the ball looping around you, whizzing past your hands to rise higher and higher until I score, added the boy. <laughs> That's funny, said the second giant as the image formed in his mind. Suddenly, the boy began to feel a tingling across his body as it shimmered and sparkled. He found himself bouncing the ball hard, leaping into the air, spinning completely around once catching the ball and shooting it at the net. The ball looped around the giants, whizzing past their hands to raise higher and higher until the ball dropped into the net. A perfect 360, cheered the hairy giant. Great shot, little dude, said the second giant, and bent right down and held up his massive palm so that the boy could give him a high five. Ah, yelled the imp. Well, you may have solved that task, but you'll not solve my next one. The imp stormed off through the trees, with the boy running to catch up. They went all the way into the city, but they didn't go to the castle that the boy had seen when he had first looked at the painting. Instead, the now very grumpy blue imp led them to a thatched building made of stone and timber. Inside were dozens of sad-looking people sat on benches or at tables. Your third task, said the imp smugly, is to find everyone in this homeless shelter a home. The boy's eyes went wide. But there's so many of them. That will take ages. Not my problem, said the imp. Off you go. The boy had no option but to play along. Leaving the imp to watch, the boy walked up to a table where a man and a woman sat quietly. Um, hi, said the boy, nervously. Please, can I help you? The people looked at the boy, but the sadness didn't leave their faces. Hello, boy. I don't think there's any way you can help us, said the woman. I need to try and find you a home, said the boy, so I can get home for my dinner. Oh, I think that's impossible, said the man with a sigh. Nobody wants us here. Why ever not? asked the boy kindly. This brought a hint of a smile to the woman's lips. You're, you're very good to be so concerned, she said. You see, we don't belong here. We fell into this painting and a, and a nasty imp gave us tasks to complete if we wanted to go home. But the tasks were impossible so now we're trapped here forever. Oh dear, said the boy. If he couldn't solve this task, he would become stuck here too. Well, at least let me find somewhere here to call a home. If I have to stay here, I'm sure I can find you something more comfortable than this. Oh, there's no point, said the man. 
We don't want to be here. We want to go home, not be part of this terrible painting. Wait a minute, said the boy quickly. Do you mean that once you're trapped here, you become part of the painting? That's right, said the woman sadly before noticing the boy's face. Why are you smiling at our misfortune? When you arrived here, you couldn't use your imagination to take you home because you weren't part of the painting. But now you are, said the boy with a grin. The man and the woman looked at one another. Of course, said the man, slamming his fist onto the tabletop. Everyone, the key to getting home was under our noses all this time. The man and the woman gathered all the people together and got them to imagine a door that would take them back to where they had come from. As they did so, a shimmering sparkle formed in the center of the room and a heavy oak door opened. We've done it! cried the woman, wiping happy tears from her cheeks. She pulled open the door, and there was her living room. Home, she said, and stepped through the door, closing it behind her. In no time at all, everyone in the homeless shelter had been returned home, leaving just the boy and the imp. And the imp was furious. You are supposed to waste your time finding them rooms in the city, bellowed the imp. It was supposed to be impossible. Lots of things are possible if you use your imagination, said the boy. I encourage others to use theirs. Now I've completed your tasks, and I really must be going. I don't want to be late for my dinner. Wait, begged the imp. You've ruined everything. No, I haven't, said the boy as he opened the door to reveal his bedroom on the other side. But perhaps it's time for you to imagine a new game to play. Without waiting for a reply, he stepped through and the door closed behind him. And you know what? He was just in time for dinner. The end.